Hello everyone and welcome back to the fourth and final episode for the group stage of the 2018 FIFA World Cup. I know you all are equally excited for things to kick off tomorrow, and so to help pass the hours to the greatest spectacle of the beautiful game, I am joined once again by Alexi Poké. Good evening, Kieran. Yes, I am also very, very excited for the World Cup to finally start tomorrow. Uh, and what better way for this? What better way to finish off this uh, World Cup preview than with Group G and H? Uh, group G is a super interesting one with two of uh, maybe not the uh, favorites to win the World Cup, but definitely uh, the like top two tier uh, teams with Belgium and England. So who do you have as your favorite for this one? Yeah, this is going to be a really exciting tie. Both of these teams really level on quality, and I think it's going to be one of the greatest games of the group stage. Uh, but I think it might be England who get on top of this group. Oh, really? Yeah, definitely. I think just because of the lack of expectations on this England squad for once um, and the actual plan that Gareth Southgate has put into this England squad, I feel like this is the best chance they have for actually doing well in the tournament. Yeah, it's true that uh, England is usually expected to do well or has been expecting to do well for the past uh, yeah, 12 to 15 years and it's been pretty disappointing for the fans every time. Uh, it's kind of the same story for Belgium more recently, but I think that this time it's going to be Belgium's year. So kind of like England in the 2000 with the golden generation, uh, Belgium has its own golden generation right now with players like uh, Hazard, De Bruyne, um, uh, Witzel, Lukaku and, and all those guys. And, but I do think that this time is going to be the right time, right time for them uh, and that they're going to capitalize on all the experience they've uh, gained over the last few years, both individually in their clubs and together as a team over the last World Cup and the last Euro. So I just think that they just might, might do a better job than England for sure during the, the group stage and, and then during the, uh, in the round of 16 quarterfinal, etc. They, they might do pretty, pretty good as well. Yeah, I mean, you definitely um, are forgetting one massive star, Marouane Fellaini. Mm -hmm. um, no, I'm not forgetting sharing. him. <laughs> Incredibly underrated. Mm. But yeah, I think the dichotomy between the two teams is really interesting. I mean, as you mentioned there, um, Belgium having great superstars and really coming into that golden generation, while England kind of transitioning away from it. I feel like the lack of superstars in this England squad is incredibly refreshing. Um, I feel like for the first time in a long time, um, the squad hasn't been picked just from the top teams, uh, top players from the top teams, but actually with some sort of plan in mind. Um, and I feel like Southgate was really smart to kind of emulate the Spurs model um, because Spurs have a really a large number of key England players in terms of Eric Dyer, Deli Alley, Harry Kane, of course. So it's really smart for him to kind of take that model and bring it back to this England squad with a few additions here and there, like Trent Alexander-Arnold and um, Jordan Henderson to kind of shirt things up around in different areas. Yeah, that's true. And I think that will work for England. I just don't think it's going to work right now. I think they're just it's too new for them yet. Uh, this World Cup, they're, they're definitely going to go through the group stage. It just won't be the right time for them uh, to do anything big just because they're not... They don't have that chemistry yet, and I think that's what Belgium has and what's going to allow them to finish first. Um, they've got, just looking at their squad, they have a super strong uh, three at the back with players like uh, Alderweireld and uh, company. They've got an amazing, probably one of the top three keepers at the time. Uh, they've got an amazing goalkeeper with Courtois, uh, in my opinion, one of the top three goalkeepers in the world right now. 
Um, and then if you just look at the midf midfield players like Witzel, De Bruyne, Dembele, uh, the coach even chose not to uh, pick Nainggolan, which is officially it was for uh, tactical reasons. I think there's much more personal issues at stake here. Uh, but just the fact that they can afford not to take nine Golan is a pretty good indicator of the quality they've got in that midfield. And when, when you look, just look up front, I mean, it's even more impressive players like Hazard, Lukaku, uh, and then on the wings like Meunier, Carrasco. It's just everything in that team is just so talented and seems to work so well together, both during qualifications, during the friendlies. And they've been playing together for so long now that you feel it's finally time for them uh, to just take it away. They're all at the like peak of their career. They're all in like their mid-20s, uh, but they all play in huge clubs in Europe and have all win won titles with those uh, with those clubs. So they have a lot of experience. And so, yeah, just for all those reasons, I think it's just the perfect combination for Belgium to go at least to the quarterfinals uh, and, and maybe more if, if they get lucky. Yeah, it does look like the stars are aligning for this Belgian team. But one question I do have over this squad is, you touched on it a little bit there, is their coach. Um, Roberto Martinez had a quick stunt at um, Everton, and we did see him around England for a little bit. But do you think he really has what it takes to really take advantage of these superstars that he has on show? Um, I feel like any other manager could do a better job because... Honestly, I feel like his tactics are a bit regressive. Right, it's true that the manager is by far the weakest point of that squad, but he's managed to get them uh, to the World Cup in a very, in a really convincing uh, just qualification phase. And although he's not the best manager in the world, I think that since he's got so much talent uh, to play with, he's gonna be able to like make something out of it. Even though, yeah, he, I, I agree with you, he's not a great coach. Uh, the fact that he can set his personal program aside uh, and and chooses not to pick Nangolan uh, for personal reasons is a proof of that. Um, and yeah, he's been criticized at home a lot for this choice and for other uh, tactical decisions in the past. Uh, but but I think that the team, the players uh, themselves, together are going to be able to uh, to take this team to yeah, as I said, at least at least quarterfinals. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see. Um, what happens in this tie? Because I do feel that the um, the winner of this group will go on to do great things, whether that will be England or Belgium. Um, it would be a great stepping stone for them, as they would face the winner um, or the second place of Group H, which is which unfortunately yeah, which isn't is uh, very... it's not a very it's it's not a very uh, strong group to say the least. Um, it's a pretty even group, sort of like what we have with Group A. Uh, with maybe a, a little, a bit stronger teams like Colombia, who I, I think uh, will finish first. Do you agree? Yeah, I feel like Colombia have like a really good chance. Um, they have quality all over the pitch, and um, they're a South American side that play really good football. Um, so I think that would be a safe pick. But the real question is who will come second in this illustrious group? And I'm gonna go with Senegal. What about you? Yeah, I think Senegal once again is a really strong choice. Obviously, I have pers I have a personal interest for Sadio Mane to do well in this competition. So, yeah, so Senegal seems smart. Right, Sadio Mane is definitely the big star of this uh, of this squad. Uh, they've got other players too. I mean, up front, apart from Mane, they have uh, Balde, the Monaco uh, Monaco forward, uh, who did pretty good this season. He hasn't had the greatest season, but he's still managed to uh, bag more than uh, ten goals and ten assists. I think. 
Um, they've also got the likes of uh, Saar, he also plays in League One. Uh, he's, he's a pretty small winger, but like really, really uh, like super quick. Um, and so that that's just for like the attack. And then they've got players uh, in the midfield like Kuyati and Gay, who are like experienced player. Gay plays for Everton. Uh, they're really strong. They're tactically intelligent players. And combined with a really, really strong defense, uh, just led by the the rock of uh, of Napoli, Koulibaly. I, I think they've got what it takes to finish second in this group. Yeah, definitely any players um, in that Napoli squad really do catch the eye because they played some amazing football earlier this season. Right, exactly. So we're not going to lie to you. Uh, as you can probably tell, we don't uh, we don't know that much about Group H. Uh, there's not really a big team uh, on this group. It's not the most exciting group either. Uh, so if you have any more thoughts on this group, just please let us know in the comments and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have a look at those. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to do justice to every team here, but unfortunately we just do not have the resources. So do let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And that's a wrap for the last episode of our World Cup preview. Thank you so much uh, for going on that little journey with us. Uh, we really hope we got you even more excited for the World Cup, which is starting tomorrow. Uh, once again, don't forget to watch the previous episodes. We'd, we've now discussed uh, every group, almost every team in this World Cup, uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, and we've, we gave our thoughts on who do we think are going to make it through. Uh, so please feel free to share your thoughts with us, with us in the comments. Uh, tell us if you think we're right, if you think we're wrong. Uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, and um, I'm sure you all missed Shamad uh, Deshpande throughout the review of this content, but do not worry. He will be back later on, and you will get some more insight from him later on in this tournament. So once again, thank you very much for following us over the last uh, few days, few weeks. Uh, keep following us in the near future as we're going to be uh, posting some more contents during the World Cup and giving you our thoughts and our, our impressions during the, the group stage and then during the, during the, during the whole World Cup, really. Um, so don't forget to tune in. Hope you had fun listening and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Okay, that was better.